You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Triangle Tire, Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions on the show are always expressed with a certain joie de vivre. Please consult a doctor before listening, as laughter can be infectious. Buckle in, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car query? Call now, 416-360-0740, or toll-free at 1-866-740-4740. Is it racing season yet? No, well, it's going to be for the snow machines. Yeah, that's, you know, how do you like that? Well, a lot of famous drivers got their start there. Canadian yeah, ones, anyways. Yeah, you know, this is the thing. I was having this conversation this week and, and explaining to somebody about the the depth and breadth of car racing culture in Canada. And it's, like, it's significant. Of course. we got the, the family Villeneuve, of course. Yes, who grew up driving on snow. Uh-huh. You know, so if you can, you know, that, my idea is if you can slide a car around, you can, you know, if you can do that at low speed, you can also do it at high speed, and they got really good at that. Yes, and, and but we have, but that's only when you want it to happen. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. right? It, it, it's unfortunate when it does happen, which I guess we did have a little bit of that Monday or Tuesday. Uh, yeah, and we're going to I know get... when I drove to work, the roads were just wet. I right. said, how bad were these drivers, or did I just not see snow where I was? <laughs> um, because the, tri- the traffic was messed up big time. That was bad. And, of course, you had the uh, I Don't Need Winter Tire Club. Yes, yeah, all of that, you know. Um, I've got my winter tires ready to go. And, uh, you know, if you have customers that you can't serve, Al, I'm sure you've been busy all week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, think, I think the garage of Brian might be open. It's going to be really expensive. Are but- they kind of rude? Like, how come you can't get me in here, man? Exactly. I'm a good customer. Uh, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll tell everybody else to go away, you know? Yeah, yeah. And a moment of silence for anybody listening to uh, us from Buffalo. Yeah, four feet, eh? Good luck. <laughs> I, yeah. They they sent the guy from Toronto down there yesterday. Yeah. I thought, that was kind of crazy. There's no driving. The throughway is whack closed altogether. Yeah. Two people died because the ambulances got stuck oh, on the no. way to the to the guy after he had a but heart attack. But, you know, if, if, if Irv Weinstein was still doing it, yeah. the only upside would be that it wouldn't be as many fires in Tonawanda. Buffalo Blaze Busters tonight. <laughs> I, I, I battling think, another. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Daily thing with those stick built homes over there. <laughs> oh, the alliteration God. was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Ir- Irv, Irv, was, Irv was a legend. All right. Well, we do have uh, a friend of Brian, actually. And a number of his friends seem to get on. But you know, it, it, just ha- it just so happens. But he's going to talk about. Teaching people how to drive when the weather's crappy. Yeah, exactly. So uh, uh, Rick Morelli from Drive Tech is going to join us in a little bit, and uh, they do all kinds of stuff in terms of educating drivers from you know regular driving to performance driving, mm-hmm. and they teach people how to have fun in the winter as well. So we're going to talk a little bit about winter driving techniques and what you can do, uh, it, whatever it is tonight when we get a big pile of snow here in the city. And uh, we do have a company on board from Hass Alert, a fellow named Tom. Uh, he's at a sh- big show right now, and, 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 and that's the issue is where we hear all the time of uh, first first choice, not first responders. first responders getting injured as a result of 
you know, other drivers not seeing that they're they're on the side of the road trying to help folks. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, they've got some very, very cool technology that uh, is, is just, like, I didn't even know about it until this week. So um, their their technology, um, it actually helps drivers, and they don't even know that, uh, that, that Haas' technology is helping them on a daily basis. If they're plugged into their, whether it's their phone with navigation or their car's navigation, Haas' data supports a lot of that. Right, and, uh, you know, we hear Sean, our friend from uh, Metro, and, and, of course, Carrie Schmidt from OPP talking about it. Please, people, when you see the lights, you know, change lanes but and move to the side. But yeah, the, the problem them, is, of room. course, is that people are preoccupied, you see. Uh, they're, they're not necessarily watching the road or being uh, familiar with it. Yeah, in fact, I know somebody who takes pride in what he calls multitasking. Yes, well, you know, as, <laughs> as someone who has taught thousands of drivers and, uh, you know, raced, raced lots of cars, let me tell you, there's no such thing as multitasking. In any in any case, especially when you're driving, all you're doing is you're splitting your concentration. All right, and we also have from Lease Busters, Andy Capadukakis is going to be talking about leasing, and uh, if your lease is just about up, he's going to teach you, um, you know, how to find out if you have a good lease, whether it's an attractive lease, and how much you can get for your car. Yeah, and there's, you know, it's, it's an interesting time because people are coming out of leases with very attractive uh, lease rates, and when you go to get a new car, mm-hmm. lease rates are up. Right, and, the you know, especially, you know, your buyback was originally so much, and now it's a whole lot, well, the, the value is a lot more. Value is a lot more than buyback. It's uh, interesting times. Yeah, interesting yeah, times. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to have to take a break, and um, afterwards, uh, I'm, I'm oh yes, oh yes, we're we're on Instagram live on uh, Dave's Corner Garage One on Instagram. So if you want to join us live, feel free to ch- hop in on Instagram. One. Well, how many channels we got? Well, there there there's there's one that we can't fix. So we've got <laughs> Dave's Corner Garage One. Yes, <laughs> and if we get to, we want to get to 500 followers. <clears throat> yes, we want to get to 500 followers because we're going to make a donation to the Good Shepherd Ministries in the name of one of our followers when we hit that uh, that magic number. Cool. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Ooh. Hey, welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. Pay attention. Well, you know, it's... it's <laughs> we uh, have so much to talk we about. We have right? lots to talk Distracted about Distracted broadcasting. Uh, yeah, it's well, good thing I'm not driving because <laughs> I'm doing eight things at the same time. So, hey, we're, we're live on Instagram right now on Dave's Corner Garage 1, so... Uh, and um, and if you're listening on air live, you did hear the commercial for Triangle Tire. And I, and I, I just want to say, I had someone in yesterday, and I was... They, they wanted some pricing on tires, and I gave them some pricing on tires, and they were so leery in the fact that how come the triangle ones cost less? Does it mean they're not as good? You right. know, and I tried to explain to them that you know tires, no matter where they come from, if they're coming to Canada, mm-hmm. they have to meet Ministry of Transportation measures. Yep. Uh, you know, yep. um, they're not just no-name crappy things that are just getting thrown off the back of a boat. Um, they are actually good tires. Mm-hmm. Um, we've sold those. We used to sell the Salins quite often. Yep. And, uh, and 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 I can't say any more of an endorsement other than I use them on my own car. Right. right? Ex- exactly. And uh, and especially when it comes to the winter tires, um, it's it's not like it has to be a high performance tire. It's it's got to be soft. Yes. And and I always laugh when people say, "How come they wore out so fast?" And of course, I always have to say, <laughs> "Do you ever watch car racing on TV?" How often do they come into the pits, and what's the first thing they're doing, yeah, exactly. Brian? They're what are they doing? Changing tires. There you go. That's the most important thing. That's right. I, uh, there's only 10 laps on them, but <laughs> but they've worn down. That's right. 
And then that's how a winter tire works. Yeah. It's got to be soft. Yeah, the, the winter tire compound is typically softer than a than an all-season or a summer tire. Mm-hmm. So that's going to wear out faster. Obviously, you know, if you if if you drive enthusiastically, that's going to wear it out a little bit more. But the compound in general is, is softer, so it does wear out faster. The construction of the tire tends to be a little bit different mm-hmm. than a summer and a winter tire or a summer and an all-season tire. So the winter tire typically have a little bit more compliance as well. I, you know what? I, I like it when I put them on. It just maybe I'm just getting old, but <laughs> I like this getting. I like the Sorry. soft ride. You know yeah, exactly. That's great. I don't have to feel, especially you know when we do the Canada's Worst Road segment. Uh, I'm going. I think they're all on my on my path on the way into work in the morning. That's so true. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're just hitting the um, you know a crack that's not substantial, and it's like. Ugh! What what was that? My teeth are whacking. And it's together. a different ride. I mean, we've the I got the low profile ones during the uh, regular time of the year, yeah. And then you put my uh, tires on a couple weeks ago, and I got to get come back and get my uh, lug nuts tightened. No problem. <laughs> we'll be, tighten the lug nuts. Just be yes. gentle. Yeah. And uh, but it's a different ride. Like it feels it's a little bit bumpier, but not much. And you figure I'm going to flat tire. Just felt different. Yeah, of course. Kind of more marshmallowy. Yeah. It's yes. A, yeah. The winters will ride a little softer. You'll have a little bit less grip. But then when it's when you're driving on snow and ice, you get yeah. more grip. Right. Oh, and, right. Somebody wrote in on our Facebook page. So yeah. I, th- I I forgot to mention to you last week. They said, "Listen, I'm not going to drive the car much in the winter time. I'm thinking about disconnecting my battery. Why?" Why? Why did they decide to do that? No, no, don't give me a, <laughs> give me a friggin' break. No, you said to me a long time ago. Oh, if it's you're not using you it, yeah. Why is it that you should disconnect your battery if you're not using it in the winter time? Because the yes. uh, there's a parasitic draw on your system at all times. Right. Uh, parasitic draw is in the old days. It was pretty straightforward. It was basically so if you had an electric radio, electronic radio, to store the radio stations or to at least run the clock. You know, tick. Tick, tick. And it and it took a little bit of juice to do that. Of course. Now we've got way more stuff on the car, whether it's security or, or onboard. You know, they have at least 10, 15 onboard computers that memories have to stay alive. Oh, so it's using that juice. Exactly. Yes. Even so, when your car's not. Oh, okay. That's right. In fact, we saw a ton of complaints and problems during COVID because, you know, people only use their car maybe every two weeks and they go, I went to start it and it wouldn't start. And it was only two weeks ago that I drove it last. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, 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 and then, of course, it's like, well, then the motor leak came and they told me I need a new battery. So I put a new battery in. And then, <laughs> How many voices do you have in that brain? <laughs> so I'm trying. It's not me. It's not <laughs> me, dog. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was Steve that was saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Well, like our guy last week who had a, an opinion about yes, car mechanics. Right. Some kind yes. of bomb, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, that was, that so, was interesting. Yes. So, so if you're going to park your car for an extended length of time, uh, better off to either disconnect the battery, yeah. or you can actually get a, a blade switch, believe it or not. It's a mechanical switch, yep. a big round with a big red knob on it where you can turn it off and on. So if you're not technically advanced, you can have any garage can install it for you. It's quite simple. And, and honestly, if you're going to leave it there all winter and don't plan on using it, ideally, you're best to bring the battery inside the house altogether, okay? Or you take it into your bedroom and just tuck it underneath the bed? You can use it to, uh, you know, have your your wife can pl- use her. Uh, Don't you her, go there! Oh you, boy! You know the length of time her pleasure toy can last. Oh my god! <laughs> when you said parasitic, I thought is that new? Is that another vaccine coming out? No. Well, no, you, no, you've right. gone from five volts to twelve volts. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. All right. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We're going to be back with uh, 
Brian's friend Rick Morelli, the racing racing Rick, right? Uh, Ricky Racing. Ricky Racing. From, there you go. From Drive Tech. All right, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman, and uh, we've got Steve here in the studio. I'm not sure why, and his microphone's Stop live. Stop that. Uh, we're also live on Instagram, and uh, of course, we've got a we've got an interesting thing going on for the next little while. So when we hit 500 followers on Instagram, we're going to make a donation to the Good Shepherd Ministries in the name of one of our followers. So, so if you're following now and you're watching us, which yeah. is the same thing, wave to us to see if we're getting any sound. No, Just, we're, no, the sounds good. I got yeah? check. Yeah, okay. yeah that? They, they can hear us. Okay. They, they right. can hear us. Yeah, and on the uh, on the on the Skype or the phone with us, we have uh, my pal Rico Morelli from DriveTech. Rico, how are you, Brian? Fantastic. So your your name's really not Rico, though. Well. You know, I get called a lot of things, Brian, as you know. Uh, Rico is, is just one of them and one of the nicer things I get called. You're number one with us. Yes. Yeah. Well, I've, I've, That's I've, why I'm on the call. Exactly. I've, se- I've seen Rick trackside. I know I know what he's like. And usually he's got a, he's got a smile. So um, Drive Tech is, a, is an interesting business that, uh, that you guys do. And it's, it's really about um, teaching people how to drive better in all sorts of ways. So for, for those that don't know, tell us a little bit about uh, Drive Tech. Ah, Brian, um, Drive Tech is a, is a passion of uh, Rick Morelli and, and Jerry Lowe, really. We're, we're guys who uh, we love to drive. We love to help people drive better. And um, we've got a heavy focus on educating people and uh and mixed with that um you know me pretty well brian we like to have fun exactly exactly so you guys do everything from uh performance driver education to actually getting people behind the wheel of a race car so it's it's it uh it's it's almost soup to nuts when it comes to driver education but um one of the things we want to talk about because there's white stuff on the ground is um, teaching people how to drive better in the winter, and that's something I've joined you guys for up in uh, where is that Halliburton? It's in Halliburton, Halliburton, yes. um, uh, Northern Ontario. Yeah, that's uh, uh, it takes me two hours to get up there, but uh, it's it's worth it. And uh, and you guys have a winter driving program on ice, and uh, you do yeah, it's uh, you know, I mean, we live in a part of in the part of the world where we have to drive on this on this uh, frozen water, ice, snow, all this nonsense, and uh, and you guys have when does the program when do your programs run? Usually February, if I remember correctly. We we. Um we, Brian, we're up um, uh, in Halliburton, and we, we run on the pond right out front of the Pinestone uh, Resort and Conference Center in Halliburton. And it's usually, um, we will get going, and we'll probably be up online with the dates in the next couple of weeks or so. Mm-hmm. Um, winter comes with a unique set of challenges organizationally, um, but we'll we'll get that um, information up soon. And then we start usually in the third week of uh, January and then conditions and weather permitting, we will run on the ice um, right until the first or second, if we get lucky, the second week of March. Rick, let me just ask you, in terms of preparedness, I mean, most people, even if they've gone to driving school, it's not like they've ever done donuts, you know, on on the ice. And and of course, the idea is to understand how the car is going to react to your inputs. So this is what you guys specialize in, correct? We we do. We're really we're really focused on um, 
teaching people and equipping them with with good knowledge and particularly for those who've not done a lot of this and sometimes people think they need to do a ton of it seat time is always great um but even if you could only do one school it's still a huge benefit um to understand some fundamentals and, and we also you know we have a partnership with uh, sport cup rentals uh, Russ bond where we have a number of Lexus real-wheel drive uh, studded cars with no stability systems gives us an opportunity to strip things down to the basics and the fundamentals and teach people. So we're looking to equip them um, with knowledge um, to actually make them better. And and hopefully that'll inspire a little bit of what I like to call good confidence um, in their traveling in more inclement and, and challenging circumstances. So, uh, so a little less white knuckles on the white surface. A little bit less less white knuckles, um, so they're a little bit more confident, and they have a little bit better idea of of what to expect in circumstances. One of the things that we find is that people are waiting sometimes when they're driving. The white knuckle syndrome is they're waiting for something to happen to them, and so what we try to do is is um, help diminish some of that fear and help them understand what is likely to happen in certain circumstances and even at a more advanced level to be able to direct the car, be ahead of the car so that they they can either make the car do what they want it to do or have a good sense of what may happen in certain circumstances. So Rick, now that the snow is on the ground and we're getting more, um, well, mm-hmm. we should we should probably you know we, you and I are morally obligated to pass along uh, some some tips. Yes, and and you know for yes. me the first thing is when you're driving on snow your stopping distances are so much longer. We you know we we all know that and this this is a great time to remind yourself of that. But what other tips would you share with uh, with the, the general uh, driver? You know, Brian, given that you know we have such limited time, I have tons of things that I'd love to share, but probably the single biggest thing, and this goes to driving generally, but absolutely in the winter, is for people to concentrate and focus on their vision and where they're looking. And people talk about that, but I'm going to give you a couple quick tips on what that actually means is you need to get your eyes up so that you're looking in the city probably two to four seconds ahead of where you are. And on the highway, 7 to 15, how do you do that? Pick a marker out in front of you and count. Um, If you can do that, and then when you're turning, you need to look into the road where you're going, not with just your eyes, but use your nose as a pointer and turn your head and look where you're going. If you do that one thing, you'll be so much further ahead um, driving in the winter. All right, we've only got a couple seconds left. Quickly, what's the website if people want to sign up? It is www.drivetech, drivetech.ca. We have a schedule, and in the next couple of weeks, our winter schedule should be up. That's great. You know, we do appreciate you coming on, and that preparedness is so important. How often do I get in? I'm on the repair side of things, Rick, and people say, I yep. stepped on my brake and, the, and started to vibrate. I got scared. I took my foot off the brake. The wrong thing to do, eh? Yes, yes, you know, and and people, just simple preparedness. There you go. All right, thanks for joining us. We'll have you on again sometime. Take care. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great day. Bye now. Super. After the break, we've got Andy Capitacacas talking about the leasing business. And uh, if you've got a lease car, we're going to get you some more money. Tell you how right after this break. (laughs) 
Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. It's Brian Max with Alan Gelman in studio, and Steve's here running around somewhere, but uh, have to remind you about, uh, um, we'd love you to follow us on Instagram because we're giving away a, or we're donate, making a donation to one of our, uh, in the name of one of our followers to the Good Shepherd Ministries when we hit 500 followers on Instagram. So go to Instagram, Dave's Corner Garage 1, and we're actually live right now if you want to join us. Christmas is coming up. We don't want to see anybody going hungry or cold. Exactly. Exactly. All right, we've got Andy Kapodukakis with us from Elise Busters. Andy, how are you? Fantastic, gentlemen. Alan, thank you so much. That's the best I've heard my name on that show. I can't remember how many years now. How come you separated my, separated my name from gentlemen? <laughs> I think there's a reason there. I, I would think I never did. I'm going to go on the plus side of that. <laughs> Things are changing in the leasing business. And, and, and tell us, how are you busy or what? Oh, we, we are incredibly busy. We have been busy, I would say, for the last two years. Uh, we're noticing an increase in business even again this time, uh, only because the interest rates are for leasing uh, are going up, 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 and up. And we see that deals that are coming online right now on the website uh, from previous years, they're on a low interest rate. So people are making them uh, just getting snapped up on the website right now. And I guess, you know, as far as you seeing cars that have crazy mileage on them, but people are still getting good money for them. Uh, that is correct. Although, you know what, I guess through the last couple of years, maybe people hadn't been driving as much. So the, the mileage restrictions are, don't, don't really come to uh, apply in this case because a lot of these cars, don't forget, are also getting bought out after they're taken over. You're right. Me bad. I'm thinking about people who own cars rather than lease them and, uh, and have had held them, and now they've got three, 400,000 kilometers. But you're right. You're right. You're, you're talking about people who've leased in the last few years. In fact, we have one, and it's only got about 40Ks. That would be quite attractive for someone else to take over. Yes, 100% correct. All right. Now, uh, when people want to, uh, they have to investigate. They have to know if they have a good or bad lease. How do you guys do that? Well, we have about a 14-point uh, uh, inspection that we do on each lease that uh, people send us in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we the major five points are interest rates, uh, kilometer allowances, how many kilometers the vehicle has now, um, what the vehicle's condition is, does it have any extended warranties on the vehicle. So we go through all that process and educate the customer, really, because the customer today, I find... And it has been in the past as well, does not necessarily know what they have. Um, At the dealer level, uh, because of some high turnover from uh, uh, sales individuals, um, they don't really educate the client on what they have. They just sell them a car. And whether it would be price-based that they sell them the vehicle at, uh, a lot of people don't actually know what they have, even for their options on a vehicle, to be honest with you. No, a friend of mine had was paying for heads-up display for about six months before he realized that he was and didn't have that package on the car. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. Alan, actually, that is, it's rampant. Really? You know, out there in the industry, because a lot of the vehicles to get completed for manufacturers did not have a lot of some of the smaller chips that may have to be in the car. Mm-hmm. So um, if when we read these contracts and the options on the vehicles, and it clearly states on those uh, options that that particular option is not available on this vehicle. Mm-hmm. And there is most of the times, most of the times, not all, 
um, there is a credit back to the client for that amount of money. Well, it's good if you get that credit, but bad if, if yeah, absolutely <laughs> if, if you don't. And and not all manufacturers are the same either. Apparently, Ford and Tesla are not. They don't play according to the same rules as everybody else. Yeah, you, you may be correct. Uh, you know what? Uh, Tesla is on a, on its own. Uh, Ford is getting better. Ford has gotten a lot better in the last six months, I believe. In uh, July, uh, August time, uh, you were able with Ford now to be able to purchase out your uh, vehicles or another dealer would be able to purchase out uh, that particular Ford vehicle to make it easy for the client to get into something, whatever they may want to get something else, perhaps. Now, you mentioned that, that Tesla, though, does their own in-house leasing and, and it's not, you, you're not able to buy it back. But if I've got one and I, I, I you know, maybe I'm not crazy about it. Can I put it on your site and if it still has two or three years left on? That is correct. You can do that. You okay, can, great. You can easily do that with Tesla. You can put it on the website. You can transfer it. However, in their agreements, uh, they do state that uh, their leases are not uh, um, a, an ability to buy the vehicle. Their leases is a consumer lease, so you are not effectively buying the vehicle. They state that. Uh, in their agreements. Um, so you can transfer, yes, uh, and there is a, a quite a lengthy process on how they transfer between both the individual that has the Tesla and the new client that is going to take over the, the Tesla. They both have to uh, go in to Tesla uh, and apply together for that particular lease to be transferred. So there is a process for that as well. Uh, Andy, I, I read a story this week about um, Tesla's used car values declining. And um, what what is that about? Well, what's happening in the marketplace is that uh, we went through a big, big time of a month, I would say, months, maybe a year even, where people were ordering Teslas that uh, they wanted to get into the market. And dealers were also ordering Teslas, um, uh, major OEM dealers that were also uh, at dealership levels ordering Teslas. Okay. And those Teslas ended up coming in. Uh, now, in 2022, the Model Y uh, has a battery that has been upgraded in 2023. So a lot of the 22 models that landed um, do not have that specific battery. So... A lot of people do not necessarily, even though they are getting the 2022s, they're not really interested in getting the old technology on that battery. They want a newer battery. So they're foregoing that. And not to mention that they were going for premiums over about ten to $15,000 of what the actual MSRP was. No kidding. Yeah. So a lot of the people decided, you know what, maybe I'll wait. I don't want to get the old technology. I'll wait for the new technology. And I'll pay, you know what, like for a Model Y, long-range, all-wheel drive, probably anywhere in the vicinity of $75,000, let's just say. No kidding. Yeah, we were talking right. We were talking earlier, I mean, you know, the Tesla vehicles are so tech-forward, and everybody uses their smartphone. If, you know, if you're a typical driver like me, I, I live on Apple CarPlay, and I love my, my ways to, uh, to save me some time navigating traffic rather than the, sometimes the OEM system. And uh, when, when some people go to Tesla as a, as a new customer, they uh, unfortunately realize there's no Apple CarPlay in Tesla. 
Yeah, I know. You know what? I have so many clients. Um, the owner of our company, actually, same deal, um, did not know that uh, Tesla does not uh, support Apple CarPlay. They have their own version, Yes, actually. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I think you sign up with Spotify. Yeah, I think so. I haven't driven a Tesla in a long, long time, but there's a there is a music service built into their um, their infotainment system. But they, you know, Tesla was the first uh, the first company to do that massive, massive infotainment screen in their cars, and that um, you know other other car makers have adopted that now. Yeah, and especially like me going from my uh, Apple CarPlay going into a Tesla, and then just not being even able to navigate like a. And their screens are just massive in their cars, too. It's all screen. I, I saw a guy this week at a stop a stoplight, and he had a laptop on his, on the steering wheel. And I went, oh, my God. How do you hide that? Like, <laughs> you're a, not thinking about maybe you shouldn't be doing that, you know? Yeah, that's, that's really distracted driving. <laughs> I know. I know. But you know what? It, it's a great manufacturer, but uh, they have their own way of doing uh, their things. And, and you know what? I had a letter that they sent us, actually, to the company. Mm-hmm. And the letter was from, uh, guess where? Fremont, California. Yep. Out of their head offices. That's where they do all their stuff, I guess. Yep. That, that doesn't surprise me. And that's the old uh, Toyota GM uh, assembly plant. That is correct. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. What's the website? Tell people all about it. World Wide Web, www.leasebusters.com. And if you've got a lease, they can establish whether it's a good one or not and help you with pricing and um, and help you get into something new if you want to. It's, the site is good for sellers and it's good for buyers. Andy, thank you very much for joining us. You're welcome, gentlemen. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Andy. Have yourself a great weekend and hope to get you down in the studio again one of these days. Thank you, sir. Looking forward to it. All right. Take care. This is Dave's Corner Garage. After the break, we're going to be talking to Tom at Has. You don't know what Has is? We're going to find out. We're going to find out. Yeah. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. It's Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman. Alan's having a very busy week because people are wanting to put on their winter tires, of course, because as soon as the white stuff falls from the sky, they realize, oh, no, I don't have my winter tires on. Now, in, in the last segment, we were talking about a little bit of uh, technology, and cars are filled with technology. And, you know, me being a, a slight nerd, I, I, use, uh, I use my ways. And uh, we've got Tom Parbs from Haas Alert on the phone with us. And... Tom, your technology supports a lot of of the the uh, um, navigation, the, the the applications I use, whether it's Waze or Google Maps or, or Apple Maps. And I'd love to learn a little bit more about that because this week it blew my mind that that a company like yours supports all of this and ultimately helps uh, helps people stay safe on the roads. Yeah. Well. Good morning. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. So you know, as a as a safety organization. Um, you know, we make mobility solutions that can connect vehicles, so V to X, um, responder to vehicle, responder to responder. And, uh, you know, since we've been around, uh, you know, our company's been around since 2015, and we just realized that we should, you know, because there's a, there's a big road safety problem that's going on that's affecting, you know, motorists, it's affecting our hero responders that work our roadways, fire, police, tow, you know, roadside assist. And so, you know, what we have done is just utilizing, 
you know, the applications that everyday folks are using, like Waze, which is owned by Google, you know, Apple Maps, and working with the automobile manufacturers, we can actually meet people where they are on the normal everyday things that they're using to really disrupt the distraction, really make sure that people are paying attention, they're slowing down and moving over, and ultimately, more and more people are actually getting home safer to their families every day. Exactly. We see, you know, police, tow truck drivers getting hit on a regular basis. And I guess it's yep. people are preoccupied. Now, uh, let's say someone is not paying 100% attention. Um, how is that alert going to come through on their telephone? Yeah, so that's, that's a great question. So, and remember, you know, distracted driving is a big problem. Mm-hmm. Um, generally speaking, people aren't purposefully... Uh, not paying attention, but you have to consider just everyday things, whether it's listening to the radio, whether it's talking to their passengers, you know, their technologies these days, there's a lot of folks that are using hands-free, you know, devices so they can have phone conversations and all of these, whether it be visual, whether it be manual, whether it be cognitive distractions, they're just happening every day. And so ultimately, imagine if you will, you're driving down the road, you're using Ford Sync 3, Android Auto, Apple CarPlay, you've got Waze running in the background. So, you know, maybe, you know, where's the speed trap or where are the hazards? Right. So there, you know, as a motorist, you're just doing your normal everyday things. And when you are within about 30 seconds of encountering something like a fire truck that is responding or a police vehicle that is responding on the side of the road or tow truck operator, you know, or a CAA roadside assist, as an example, mm-hmm. that's on the side of the road helping a disabled motorist, we'll actually reach out through that phone, through the infotainment system, or natively through the car, almost like a seatbelt alert, but saying, hey, watch out, there's a hazard ahead, you have to slow down and move over. And what we find is that by doing so, we actually get their attention, they slow down and move over, that means the road worker is safer, that means the motorist is safer, and again, that means more folks are actually going home safer to their families every day. That's great. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so important. Again, you know, the tow truck driver only gets paid so much, and he doesn't want to give up his life, that's for sure. And, you know, we hear, we yeah. hear way too many stories about people uh, getting hurt roadside, and, you know, as someone who uses ways almost religiously, um, you know, these alerts are, are very, very helpful. And, and you've been able to demonstrate that, they, you know, the, these alerts make the, make the road safer. Absolutely. What we've demonstrated since 2015, we've processed billions of motorist alerts, um, helping our construction work zone folks, helping our fire police, uh, our emergency medical, our towers, our roadside assist. What we have found is that by us deploying those alerts, and again, the motoring public doesn't really have to do anything different. They don't have to go out and buy anything. It's just, again, available on the stuff that they're already using, like you were saying, like through Waze. Mm-hmm. Um, so just keep doing what they're doing. And we're actually reducing those risks of that accident, that collision, that injury, that death, by as much as 90%. We're also ceasing and, and re- reducing those secondary crashes and those heartbreaking incidents uh, by at least 80% or more. And then typically within the first second or two of a motorist getting the alert, they're at, the average speed is reduced by about, 25 percent and that means more people are aware and that even means that the motorists so you want to think think about stats every six days we lose a road worker uh, because they are struck and killed because someone didn't slow down and move over every year we lose uh, we have about 15,000 injuries or deaths just to regular motorists 
or broke down or stopped on the side of the road because other motorists haven't slowed down and moved over for them as well. So when you really talk about how dangerous it is from a life and safety perspective, but it also that's a lot of economic impact to our cities, you know, to ourselves, to our taxpayers. And of course, um, you know, these are just all things that it, it can be solved. These are preventable collisions. It can be reduced. We can get closer to that vision zero. And again, we can make sure that more people are safe and alive and able to continue on with what they're doing on the roadways. So question, you know, let's say I'm just a regional, uh, an individual tow truck driver or a, uh, a regional company where I've got four or five trucks. How do I get in touch with you to get on a program? Yeah, that's excellent. So um, you can reach out to me via email, uh, which is Tom, T-O-M, mm-hmm. at com, And HaasAlert is spelled H-A-A-S-A-L-E-R-T. You can also go to our website, HaasAlert.com, um, and reach out to us. We have a lot of plans, a lot of programs. We have free devices uh, for uh, our responders so they can put them on their tow trucks, on their roadside assist vehicles, um, on their fire trucks, their police vehicles, and uh, they can subscribe to what we call Safety Cloud, which is our safety brain that's protecting all the roadways and people on them around the world. And uh, we can make sure that they're safer, we can protect their business, but most importantly, we can protect lives, we can save lives, and that's even making sure that motorists, like the folks that are listening, their loved ones who are driving on the roadways, they also get home safe to their families. So it's right. win-win for everybody. Tom, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, quickly, it's www.haasalert.com. You want more information? Keep up again the great work and saving people's lives and injuries. We got to run. We're going to take a break. <laughs> Super. Uh, we'll be back after the. We'll be back after we'll, the break. I think we'll be back. Maybe Brack. You never know. <laughs> yes, I'm just looking at how my name got spelled on the timesheet here. <laughs> Alan and Brian. I yes. guess. Well, we'll both be here. I think we'll stay. Let's find Steve. We can make fun of him then. Yes. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max here in studio with uh, the very busy Alan Gelman because people uh, want to switch their winter tires this week, don't they? It's been pretty crazy, pretty crazy. Yeah. Speaking of crazy, you know, Grand Theft Auto, as much as it's a video game, <laughs> it's been going on in Toronto oh. and, and the, the GTA for, for for quite a long time now. You know, our numbers are up 43%. Yes. In other words, 43% more cars are being stolen in the last year and the year's not over. Yeah. Well, we're going to take, tip our hats to the York Regional Police because they did start a massive carjacking bust, you know, yes. investigation yep. with Metro, with OPP. Yep. And they got a whole bunch of bad guys, millions of dollars of vehicles. Oh, yeah. And, and you may think, well, I don't have a fancy car, so I don't have to worry. But nope. no. But those fancy cars are covered by the same insurance company as yours. Exactly. And when they don't find that car and they have to pay out, yep. guess what? We all pay. Exactly. And I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean... I, I think I know more people who know more people who've had vehicles stolen in the in the last several months. And, you know, it, it seems to be a, a big business. Of course, in my neighborhood, what people don't have are garages. So they leave their $100,000 SUV parked out front. And, you know, if it's, if, if it's one of those that's easy to steal electronically, it just disappears. 
Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my first Land Rover got stolen, and then my next Land Rover got stolen. <laughs> well, exactly. And I, now I'm waiting for my third one, but there's no inventory left. Same thing with yeah. with with your um, with your RX 350s and 400s. Well, I, I was going to say. So uh, we we've got uh, we've got the list of the most stolen vehicles, and um, the, the number one and number two. I know somebody who had their Lexus um, RX stolen out of their driveway, and I know somebody who had their Honda CRV stolen out of their driveway, and those are number one and number two. Honda CRV, really? Yeah. You would think that kind of the value, which is still decent, but it's nowhere near the Range Rover. Well, a couple different reasons for the stealing. I mean, number one, of course, is that they get resold. So yeah. there's, there's, and in fact, it, they were talking about the kids that they caught were just, you know, in their late teens and early twenties, but they're just the guys who were doing the stealing. Obviously, yes. it, it, it's a big, you know, uh, consortium. That's that's a nice word, eh? Yeah, that's uh, a, that's a polite <laughs> way of saying it. But of uh, people yeah. who are doing it, yeah. but hey. in a lot of cases. Cars are being stolen to be used in another theft. Okay, okay so the Honda CRV is a, is that one of them, and right. why? Why? Uh, well, I, well, Probably it, ease of theft. Let well, him take the question uh, for God's sake. Well, sakes. no, I you know I have a I have a very specific idea. The the CRV is so popular, you kind of blend into traffic if if you're yeah, if you're driving a CRV. I mean, yeah. if you if you put your your uh, your uh, criminal thinking cap on, you know what what do you want to be? And uh, you know a, a high end SUV or something that's really popular like a CRV. Right, you know, a policeman happens to see an RX 400 going by with four guys with hoods on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Chances yeah. are... Could be they're, something. They're not on a pleasure yeah. trip, yeah, ski, you know. The ski masks might be a clue. <laughs> we have, we're not expecting snow. What <laughs> else besides the CRV? What else is being stolen? Uh, the Lexus RX is is, uh, is top. It's the top of the list, wow. unfortunately. Yeah, and I, 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 you know, they, this is one of the early ones that I... I heard about it. So my uh, my watch guy had his uh, Lexus stolen out of his driveway, and, and of course it was uh, crisis. I'm like, dude, get a Faraday box, hide your key. But um, that that's uh, it's still tough to protect your car. Uh, number three, of course, is Ford F one fifty, and that's you know that's easy to predict because it is the most popular vehicle sold in this country. And you know when when it's just stolen in the middle of the night and you're sleeping, well that that's bad enough. But but they're hijacking vehicles. Um, do not resist. No, just uh, cars can be replaced. Exactly, no, it's, it's not worth it. Toss them your keys and um, yeah, say, yeah. you know, have a nice day. Yeah, there was a truck that we, I won't name the brand, but uh, it was a Ford. Um, <laughs> in Vaughn Mills, this woman it was on the news, and yep. she came out after shopping, and you know, it's tough enough to remember where your car is parked. <laughs> Wait a minute, <laughs> when it is there? Wait a minute, it was on <laughs> the Beaver Lot Twenty Two Dash Two. Yeah, where's my car? Truck gone. Yep. Poof. Yep. yep. She had nowhere to put her parcels. Yeah. So, you know, the the one thing that uh, that a lot of these vehicles have in common is that they are keyless. So they're they're being they're being stolen electronically rather than actually with a key. Right. So there's is a disadvantage to having those electronic keys. Uh, in with with some of them. Yeah. And, and you know, the you know, any any electronic system can be hacked and and there are some people who want to oh. do this, although they've figured it out. Um yeah. and you know, the 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 this, you know, this list of of the most popular vehicles stolen in Ontario is you know reflective of the of the uh, popularity of those vehicles in yeah. Ontario as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, just because stuff has gone electronic has not necessarily made it more difficult. In some ways it's made it easier. Uh, I had someone in questioning the mileage on a vehicle, and um, they said, well, it's got an electronic dash. I said, well, those are even easier to roll back. Really? At. Oh, yes, they are. Oh, yeah. Poor yeah, quad. Yeah. Well, it's it's very illegal, but you can... Uh, you can, Oh, um, you see them all over the internet, and you can buy them. But why is it easy to roll back an odometer that's on a newer car? Well, a mechanical one you have to physically remove from the car. Yes. You know, it's I'm marking this down. And, I'm marking this down. And, and try not to scratch it or break it, you right. know. Yep. With the electronic one, you literally just plug in... 
underneath the dash, the same part that your mechanic uses for pulling trouble codes, mm-hmm. and within seconds, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, it first comes up and said, this is for testing purposes only. Of course um, it is. All kinds of <laughs> free warning. <laughs> yeah. And then it says, oh, I noticed you have 200,000 kilometers in your car. How many would you like it to say when we're done? And, and you just tell it, and Jeez. you're good to go. And when you're good looking to buy a car, say it's a new one uh-huh. or a newer one, how can you tell? Can you go to a mechanic and say, listen, can you check to see if this odometer's been rolled back? Uh, the, the first answer is no, um, because th- there's no telltale sign in terms of electronics that, that there is something there. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess these guys are pretty daring and, 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 you know, pigs about it. It's like, I want to get the most money I can. So they're taking a car that has 300Ks and they're marking it down to 78. Um, if you're any kind of professional driver or mechanic, when you get in a car, yeah, you know <laughs> there, there are several telltale signs. Way more miles. Yeah, so, something that that's got seventy thousand kilometers or three hundred thousand kilometers is going to have a lot of wear points just on the interior. Oh, absolutely. In, in the past, it was always look at the brake pedal rubber, uh, look at the floor mats, yeah. look at all that. All right, guys, the magic music's playing. We're going to thank our guest Rick Morelli from Drive Tech. Um, and uh, Andy, Andy Capitacacus. Yes, I'm glad you said. I would just go with Andy K. Andy K. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we have less time, you see. Yes. And Ton Parbs from uh, Banks. Uh, no, oh, sorry, from uh, Haz Alert. Yes. Uh, to help protect our first responders. Great company. Check it out. H a s s alert dot com. And again, you know, snow's coming, so get some prior experience. On that frozen pond. Yeah, you know, when the when the snow's on the ground, um, make sure you step on that brake pedal, and the, the, the vibration you feel on the brake pedal is your ABS working, so keep that up. I didn't know it would do that. Drive safe, everyone. Thanks for joining in, and we'll see you next week. This has been Dave's Corner Garage. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.